Jeff here, and welcome to episode 7 of Hurry Up and Cruiserweight, my podcast covering 205 Live on a weekly basis so you don't have to. Tonight we will get to see who gets the final spot in the Fatal 4-Way for the Cruiserweight Championship. So far, we have the champion Buddy Murphy, Kalisto, and Akira Tozawa. Well, respect me, Atami, or Cedric Alexander join them. My prediction is Atami joins them with some shenanigans to make it two heels versus two heels in the match. But stranger things have happened. Now let's begin this week's episode of 205 Live. It's Wednesday, January 9th, 2019. We open with Sir Piddlepants narrating the opening. He recaps last week and talks about tonight's last qualifying match. Is that the only match we get this week? Well, that's the only one that was mentioned, so maybe. We open to the commentators talking about the title match at Royal Rumble and how Buddy Murphy has no advantage going into it. I suppose that's true, odds-wise, so I can't really mock him for that. I'm sure something will come up later. Ah, there will be another match. I mean, uh, I assume there would be, but, you know. Anyway, Noam Dar comes out with his pinkies out. It appears he will be facing Tony Nese. Percy fumbles with his words very poorly, trying to get out that Noam Dar said Nice can't beat him in a fair fight. Nice is out with his abs out. Nice with a video promo complaining about how he is sick of Noam Dar. Didn't like him when he was his teammate, and doesn't like him now. I'm glad that they made a little reference back to when they were teammates. It's good that they're not just kind of burying that and forgetting that it ever existed. So... He said that he's going to basically beat Noam Dar again. They start the match off grappling. Nice shows the power and tries to pose in front of Noam Dar. And then Noam Dar puts him in a hammerlock. Basically, Nice posed with like a, like flexing his biceps. And then uh, Dar just kind of grabbed it and put him in the hammerlock. And I can really appreciate that because usually the face wrestler would just kind of allow the heel to taunt them. So it's a nice little change of pace. The commentators shill NXT TakeOver UK Blackpool while Dar and Nice are going through the feel-out process some more. Nice shows some more power and flexes his bicep to the crowd, and the crowd boos. Dar trips Nice and mocks Nice's pose, which is a nice touch. Have I mentioned I like these these guys? Noam Dar has really nice like chemistry with the crowd. He knows what they like. Um, regardless of whether or not he's on downers. But, you know, that's besides the point. Um, these two are still kind of going back and forth. It's been, it's been a good, I'd say, five minutes, and they're still kind of just... Nobody has had the upper hand, really. Uh, Dar's using his agility, and Nice is using his power. Uh, I must say I like Noam Dar's offense. Uh, I really like when he gets thrown under the ropes and he kind of holds onto the ropes. Um, and instead of doing the typical back body drop when the other opponent rushes at him... He kind of gets on his hands and knees and uh, blows his opponent. Okay, okay, I mean, I mean, he trips his opponent. Uh, when the opponent rebounds off the ropes, he kind of goes on his hands and knees and just they trip over him. I like that little move. It's, it's clever. Knees uh, takes a powder. Dar follows and throws him back in the ring. That was pointless. But Knees takes over. Big knees by Knees. Knees wipes him out with the Bray Wyatt crossbody type maneuver. Uh, the commentators keep bringing up how big of a 2018 Nice had, so surely he will win. <clears throat> Dar fights back by punching the abs on Nice. And as he should, 
Since his abs are basically his gimmick, he shook it off. Commentators are also talking up uh, how if Nice feels like he's lost in the pack because of his allegiance with the current cruiserweight champion, Buddy Murphy. He has to win this. I mean, they're talking Nice up like he's the next big thing. Uh, Dar dodges a crossbody, Nice to the middle rope, but Dar kicks the leg out from under him. Dar then with a Northern Lights suplex, and, uh, you know, he's taking a page basically out of Alicia Fox's book. Let's be clear, though. That's really her only nice move. So, you know, I don't want to give any props where props aren't due. Dar tries a suplex to Nice. Nice counters. They counter each other again. And then Dar hits a guillotine choke on the standing Nice. And uh, he kind of wraps the legs around so he can... Whatever. Nice powers out of it, of course. Um, Nice with a shot. And then over the top rope guillotine. Uh, It's kind of like where he jumps over the top rope and like kind of wraps Dar's neck around the top rope as he's falling down to the ground. It's kind of a nice move. Um, then for the second time in a row on two consecutive shows that Nice has wrestled, he hits the springboard moonsault and gets a two count, but Nice is flustered Nice with a tiger uppercut in the corner. Sorry. <clears throat> nice with a tiger uppercut in the corner. Dar counters a fireman's carry and then a German and starts kicking Nice in the face while lying on the mat. This happens about ten times. If this was a real fight, Nice would be knocked out cold. Well, let's be honest. Nice probably wouldn't let Noam Dar hold onto his hands, but that's besides the point. Nice returns with a huge forearm. They counter each other again and another guillotine choke with Nice in the standing position. Nice counters with a northern light suplex of his own with the bridge this time for two count. Nice wastes time by slapping and pushing Noam Dar. Dar hits the penalty kick to the shin. Nice hits a sit-out pump handle slam, which looked beautiful. Nice contemplates something and wastes more time because he's all muscle and no brain. Basically, he's a fucking idiot. Dar reverses Nice and rolls him up for the three count. And let me just say, that might have went fast, but with my potato internet, that took four times as long to watch that match so now i'm a little peeved let's move on spanky is backstage for a promo he's gonna read a letter from tozawa apparently tozawa writes in perfect english and says he's wrestled over in the in japan this week to hone his skills for the fatal four-way at the royal rumble then spanky reads his ha 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 at the end of the letter this is what kendrick has been relegated to I bet they are punishing him for shaving his beard without telling them. Also, his jacket is white with studs and tassels, and he looks ridiculous. He weighs in, saying his own words instead of Tozawa's, and says he's going to do everything in his power to help Tozawa win. That was pointless. Oh, God, we go right into another segment with Gulak and Gallagher. (sighs) And they are with, as the Twitter fans voted on my Hurry Up Cruiser Twitter, the PP Kid. They talk about the new cruiserweights coming to 205 Live, and they've made binders full of potential candidates. And I don't give a turkey about this segment anymore because it's really boring and even more pointless. But then they leave, and Mike and Maria Canellas comes in. And he complains about not having a match on 205 Live in five weeks. That's right. Five weeks. 
Maria cements the point even more, bringing up being away from their baby for no reason. T.T. Pants says it's a, it's a time issue. She brings up being in the business for 15 years, and she knows she has to fight for time. And the fact that he's bringing up new cruiserweights, and if they're willing to fight as much as Maria is for that time. I actually really like this segment. This was a very relevant situation, and the whole thing was really well-spoken, especially by Maria. It was a nice little breath of fresh air after the nonsense two prior segments, so that's at least good. Oh boy, a third segment that's not wrestling. <clears throat> now we get Leo Rush talking on his phone. Says Lucha House Party won the match last week. Not Kalisto. Which is really not a lie. Lucha House rules for life? Am I right? Ugh. Rush vows revenge on a Lucha House Party. Lucha, Lucha House Party. But says they will feel the rush. That was a bad catchphrase. Not everyone needs one, so stop it, Leo. Why don't you just show your ass like your boss does? Cedric Alexander is now out. Respect me a Tommy to follow. Wouldn't be surprised if at the beginning of his song soon, they add his Respect me! yell to the beginning of his song. You know? I, it really wouldn't surprise me. They had Burn It Down in Seth Rollins. I couldn't. This is not a, this is not a reach. Anyway, he's accompanied by strip club bouncer Davari. And like I said earlier, is it because of shenanigans? I guess we'll see. They are a team because Davari is the first superstar to show Itami respect. Let's be honest, he's really just his mouthpiece. So this should be a very hard-hitting match, like their first match. Itami yells shut up to the crowd very quickly. Wow. Itami puts Itami. Oh, Itami puts Itami. That's not right. Alexander puts Itami in a body hold that gives Itami some titties. I got half a chub, let's be honest. Feeling out process as usual. Alexander with a big chop, hard strike number one. Itami with a big chest kick in the corner, hard strike number two. Itami uh, is now in control. Two very hard chest kicks, hard strike number three and four. Uh, Alexander then a backflip Hurricane Rana and then a drop kick. Alexander is really selling his chest. Lumbar check attempt from uh, Alexander, and Atami takes a powder. Davari distracts Alexander. Atami grabs Alexander's hair, and then Davari with a big clothesline on the outside when the ref wasn't looking. Shenanigans. Crowd boos. Atami with a big double stomp from the apron to the floor onto Alexander, and that looked like he didn't take anything out of that one. <laughs> These two guys are hurting each other. They must really like it. I wonder if Atami will get a bloody mouth like he tends to do in every single one of his stiff matches. Atami tosses Alexander back into the ring after throwing him into the barricade. I tell you what, peeps, I have not heard one respect me. If he can go through this whole match without saying it, I'll whip out my druthers. It's another name for genitals, by the way. And uh, I'll also drop his nickname until it happens again. Anyway, big back kick from Atami and another... Hard strike number 65. The commentators bring up respect and how if he wins the title, he will get respect. Oh, God. I should have shut my mouth. Atami yells at the ref, You will respect me! Well, sorry to all the ladies and some of the dudes out there. My, my druthers are staying in my slacks. Alexander now has a comeback. But Atami counters with more body kicks and a leg drop on Alexander when he's bent over the middle rope and a pin for two. Alexander is selling his midsection some more. 
Baby Cole once again overselling. This time, he's overselling the respect Davari and Atami have for each other. The example he gives is Davari is yelling at Atami to pin him. Wow. If all if that's all it takes to, you know, prove my respect to people, it wouldn't really take that much. All right, Vic Joseph better watch it before he earns another nickname. And, yeah, I'm, I'm a little sorry. I, I need to calm myself down. My potato internet is not Vic Joseph's fault. Yes, that's right. I'm going to call him Vic Joseph for now. Rest hold time as Atami applies a headlock to Alexander on the mat. Alexander jawbreakers his way out of it and fights back with some big chops that leave some big welts on Atami's chest. And two drop kicks, one to the knee, one to the face. Alexander is fired up. Alexander with a middle rope springboard flatliner for two. Alexander attempts the neuralizer and goes to bounce off the ropes, but Atami hits him with a drop kick in the face. Then Atami with a jumping knee in the corner, and then a fisherman suplex for two. Atami attempts his finisher, you know, that weird go to sleep neckbreaker type thing he's got going on because he broke people's faces. Um, Alexander reverses it. Tornado guillotine over the top rope by Atami, and then a top rope punch by Atami? He kind of just jumped off the top rope and punched him. But anyway, he tries to pin anyway for two. Uh, they exchange in the middle of the ring with forearms and kicks. Neuralizer from Alexander hits this time, and the commentators play it off as CB's going to the Royal Rumble, hands down, even though he never wins a match with Neuralizer. Oh, surprise, two count. Alexander goes to lumbar check, but Atami grabs the ropes. Davari pulls Atami out of the ring, only to get both of them senton on. But sentoned on. I guess that's right. It just sounds weird. Sentoned on by Alexander. Alexander kicks Davari while on the apron and goes for a springboard, but Atami palm strikes Alexander. Atami hits a huge falcon arrow from the apron to the floor, and that looks ouchies. Atami back in the ring after some time, and Alexander gets back in the ring at a nine and a half count, and then a basement dropkick by Atami. He goes for his weird finisher again, but Alexander reverses into a schoolboy for a very, very close three count, but it was only like two and seven eighths. Atami with a spinning back, back fist, and another basement dropkick, and then he hits his finisher, but very sloppily, and he does get the three count, even though there's like a little pause. In between, I'd say there's a good six to eight seconds. Still gets a three count anyway. And my pick wins. Now it's champion Buddy Murphy versus Kalisto versus Akira Tozawa versus Hideo Itami at the Royal Rumble. And Buddy Murphy is looking on backstage. His biceps are fucking huge. We get a backstage interview with Buddy Murphy. He congratulates Hideo for beating Alexander. He calls all of his opponents talented. But he calls himself the most talented. He is truly a fighting champion. As a heel. He offers an open challenge next week. Not for his title. I like that. But it's basically to anyone who meets the cruiserweight limit of 205. Do we have a new debut next week? I'm calling a new debut. You heard it here first, folks. That was a good episode of 205 Live. The Royal Rumble match is not is now officially set. Uh, I have to say, I really hope it's not on the undercard because this is a main event match. Probably not going to be main event. Actually, it's definitely not going to be main event, but it's, it's a main card match for sure. And it's 
definitely sure to bring fireworks. Give them a proper time limit for a fatal four-way, and it'll easily be match of the night. I'm crossing my fingers. Uh, I also have to say, as much as I like the two-match setup these past two weeks, I think I prefer the three-match setup 205 Live has had in the past. Um, the jobber match in the middle is tiring, but with the promise of more 205 Live talent, um, I think I can appreciate the jobber match a little bit more as long as it's utilized properly. Give Mike Kanellis a shot, feed him some jobbers, give him a finisher, feed the jobbers to the new 205 Live talent, you know, establish some people. Hey, maybe even eliminate the jobber altogether and just make three solid matches and less shitty promos. I think you'd have something there. Anyway, that does it for this episode of Hurry Up and Cruiserweight. That was fast. That was very fast. Anyway, sorry guys. <laughs> I'm Jeff, and I finally got to see Maria Canales this week. I'm excited. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for some more. 205 Live Action. Just a long way to